at Jared. We know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude, and as you can tell, I am still a little bit under the weather. Well, not that I'm necessarily under the weather, but my voice is still recovering from being sick last week. So that's why my voice is still a little of that... Uh, a little, little bit of that uh, low gravel in it. So, um, Getting into the show tonight, we are going to take a look at uh, some of the, the news and notes going through uh, for this week. And then uh, we are going to go through the, the, uh, the games this week and uh, kind of pick out some things. Um, you go through it. While we're going through that, I'm going uh, to be looking back and forth on StatRoute to give you guys kind of an idea of what kind of stats I'm pulling from them. Uh, to to help me with where I want to go on uh, on this uh, you know for this week's uh, matchups. So if there's nothing else, well, I don't think there is. Nope, we're good. So why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines? Today's headlines. All right, starting it all off, Giants coach Pat Shermer has confirmed that Eli Manning will start Monday night against the 49ers, which should be an absolutely riveting game. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that Sonny Michelle is likely to return this week against the Titans. All indications I've seen is he is back practicing. Still with the questionable tag, but he is he is actually practicing and, and coming back. So it looks like the Lions have released... Amir Abdullah, he should he should sign on with another team, probably as like a you know just a special teamer or a, or running back depth is about uh, all he's going to be able to get right now. So uh, Nick Mullins has officially been told that by Kyle Shanahan that he is starting this next week uh, against the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. So another primetime game for him. So let's see how he uh, how he does in the second one. Um, Packers placed Geronimo Allison on injured reserve officially. So all of you uh, um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling owners, uh, you, know, feel, you should be feeling good about uh, putting him in your lineups. So uh, Des Bryant, while he left New Orleans without a contract, it looks like he will be flying back into Marwell when, when you guys are listening to this, flying back in today in order to sign his contract. So it looks like Des Bryant actually will play for a team this year. My brother Justin actually bet, um, I don't know what the actual bet was, but uh, bet uh, Fong, our running back uh, correspondent, that uh, Des Bryant wouldn't even play a snap this year. So um, Justin is already not doing well on that one. So we'll see, we'll see how far it gets with, uh, with Des Bryant. Um, 
Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins is dealing with pain in his foot after Sunday's game. He had an MRI source said, well, it's not a serious injury. It may impact his status for Sunday uh, as Casey plans for the long run. They are playing, I want to say, Arizona at home. So it's not like it's going to – it shouldn't be that big of a struggle for KC to get a win in this game. So uh, Le'Veon Bell Watch 2018. The Athletics' Mark Caboli uh, reports that there's a real possibility Le'Veon Bell won't report by the franchise tag deadline. I am seeing this as a possibility that he just won't report. He just may, you know, take the whole year off. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers have gotten enough out of James Conner to see that they have they have a running back for the future. And so, therefore, I think they're willing to just transition tag uh, Le'Veon Bell next year and not be spiteful and you know try to franchise tag him again I think that would just be in my opinion idiotic uh, so I think that, that we're, we're moving towards the end of the Le'Veon Bell-Pittsburgh relationship so um, Jets coach Todd Bowles said he doesn't think that Sam Darnold has regressed it's just been a rough season he's a rookie making rookie mistakes However, he is actually injured and will not play in Sunday's game um, against Buffalo. It will actually be... Uh, it will actually be uh, Josh McCown playing on Sunday. So um, we'll see how that goes. McCown you know, has been known to play well stepping in uh, and uh, in spot starts. So we'll see how that goes. Back from the bye... Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette is expected to practice uh, as he nears a return to the field. So this basically makes Carlos Hyde completely droppable, to be completely honest. Uh, unless unless Fournette has more issues, um, Hyde basically no longer has any fantasy value. Except as a, as a handcuff in case Fournette goes down, which is, could be very likely. Uh, Eagles head coach Doug Peterson says he expects Darren Sproles, who has not played since hurting his hamstring in week one, to play Sunday night versus the Cowboys. Um, that's a That could be a possible uh, PPR pickup that could bode well for you. Um, in deeper leagues is, is where I would suggest going after uh, Darren Sproles there. Uh, James White, Rob Gronkowski, and Sonny Michelle all practiced today for the Patriots, so that's a good sign for them. Uh, Dolphins coach Adam Gase tells reporters that quarterback Ryan Tannehill won't play this week versus the Packers. They have the bye, and then the goal is for him to be on the field week 12 versus the Colts. This has been a really bad case of um, just a, was, I believe it's his shoulder, um, shoulder issues for, for uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, we'll see if he ever actually really is able to, to come back. He's been kind of injury-plagued the last couple of years. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, again, Le'Veon Bell was reportedly actually spotted in a Pittsburgh gym uh, today. So we will see what's the um, – we'll see what, what, what kind of goes on. Basically, we're all in wait-and-see mode with Le'Veon Bell. That's all we can do. So – Chris uh, Chris Carson is not practicing, will not practice Wednesday, uh, or did not practice Wednesday. Uh, Vikings actually claimed Lions running back Amir Abdullah in waivers. Actually, that's, you know, per source. I don't know how 
um, how that actually, you know, how that'll actually play out. Um, Leonard Fournette actually did practice in full this week, so he would he should be ready for uh, week ten against the Colts. Mike Evans did not practice. I know that he kind of bunged up his knee in the last game. Um, or maybe it was the game before that. All the last game, he just it was a one catch on ten targets. So not exactly the best game for Mike Evans. We'll see how he bounces back. Allen Robinson is practicing in full for week ten. Carryon uh, Johnson was limited. No big deal. Gronkowski was limited. You'd expect that. Josh Gordon's been removed from the Patriots injury report, which is good for him. Uh, Khalil Mack is practicing in full for Week 10 against the Lions. This is bad news for Kenny Galladay owners. <laughs> um, Khalil Mack being fully healthy means that Matthew Stafford already didn't have enough time for um, for passing the ball against Minnesota. And like I was like I said, in my little rant in the last episode. Uh, a lot of those routes that that I that you know when I was watching the game, he was looking at Galladay on a lot of those sacks. He just this those routes that Galladay runs that they have Galladay running are long developing routes, so you need time to be able to throw it. And they just they haven't been able to do that. So hopefully they kind of change up the game plan, maybe throw Galladay in the slot a little bit, and and you know get him some more targets that way. But anyways, Khalil Mack is is bad news for the Lions. Um, Marlon Mack was limited Wednesday's practice. They're just kind of, honestly, they're, they're limiting his work just to keep him as fresh as possible. And officially Des, yeah. And then, you know, kind of the, the pin tweet here, uh, Des will officially sign when he returns to New Orleans, but this is a done deal. I honestly, I'm not seeing a whole lot out of Des. We'll kind of, I mean, I still think that Traquan Smith is the number two there. Uh, Bryant will not be the number two. He'll be the number three. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about Des Bryant being a a major fantasy relevant player. To be completely honest. So, all right. So that's all we've got for the headlines. Let's go ahead and get into this week's rundown. All right. So what I'm going to do in terms of going to, through uh, the rundown of this week is I'm just going to. I've got uh, all the games kind of loaded up into Stat Route. I've got a whole bunch of pages open. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look at kind of who's kind of given up what, kind of pick who I think could be really uh, in for a really big game. So in terms of uh, what the Steelers may be able to do at home against Carolina, Carolina really has only had the one game where they gave up a whole lot of yards or a whole lot to uh, actually two ga- <clears throat> two games where they gave up a whole bunch to uh, to quarterbacks. Sorry, my throat's still a little uh, yucky. Um, Carson Wentz threw for 357 and two TDs against them. Matt Ryan for 272 and four TDs. So they gave up a little bit there. Uh, They're playing at Pittsburgh, so I really think that Big Ben plays so much better at home, he could throw for a ton of yards in this game. Plus, when you have A.B., Juju, uh, you can throw to Connor out of the backfield. I think that this this could be a very high scoring affair, to be completely honest. So, um, you know, Carolina, it's in terms of running, they've given up you know ninety seven yards to Adrian Peterson and uh, one hundred and seven to Tevin Coleman. That's and this is in away games for Carolina. So, 
Um, I still think I think that the Pittsburgh you're going to start all your studs in Pittsburgh. So, in terms of um, what happens against Pittsburgh at home, Pittsburgh is still vulnerable. They gave up uh, 344 passing yards to Patrick Mahomes and six TDs, but he's done that to everyone. They gave up 360 and two to Joe Flacco for crying out loud. Um, let's see who else. Matt Ryan threw for. 295 and one uh, and one touchdown against them. Uh, Baker Mayfield, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns. So their defense is against the stars. It's been a little rough. So Cam Newton could, you know, could really find some good holes here and be able to, to throw on the Steelers a bit in terms of rushing yards, what the Steelers have given up. The most they've given up was 75 rushing yards to Kareem hunt. Um, other than that, their their run game, their run stopping has been pretty good. They only give up 65 yards to Nick Chubb, 42 to Alex Collins. So I think that uh, the run, I think that they can stop the run game. You know, CMC could be, McCaffrey could be in for a little bit of a tough game, but I don't think, you know, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think, is a, is a big plus for him. So uh, that's those are kind of my thoughts on the uh, Steelers and the Panthers. Moving on to Detroit and Chicago. So, in terms of what teams have done against Detroit in in Detroit, no, sorry, in Chicago. So, uh, against Detroit when they are the home team. So, when Detroit is away, when Detroit's visiting, um, Ezekiel Elliott ran all over them. I mean, you look at the rushing yards. They have given up so many rushing yards. They gave up 105 to Chris Carson, 102 to Isaiah Crowell, 138 to Matt Breida, 133 to Ezekiel Elliott. They're a crappy, crappy run team. So this could be a huge game for Jordan Howard and for Tariq Cohen. Um, I do think that this is definitely a, a startable game for Jordan Howard in this one. Tariq Cohen, I think, is definitely a flex play because of where he can be used all over the place. Uh, in terms of the the passing game, what uh, what Detroit is or what uh, Detroit has given up, uh, receiving yards they gave up 140 to Devonte Adams, uh, 97 to David Moore of Seattle. Um, so overall, they've somewhat stopped up the pass. They just can't. They, I mean, they give up the run like crazy. So uh, look at. I would look at, uh, since this being in Chicago, it's probably going to be cold for this game. Um, I would think, and look, it's only supposed to, it's supposed to be a cold game, like a high of 39. So I would think that they're probably going to rely a little more on the run. Mitch Trubisky may not be the best, he may not be the best starter in this one in terms of fantasy. Um, but uh, I still think that, you know, Al Robinson, if he's healthy, is flex-worthy. The main thing to look at for the Chicago Bears is their running backs, I think, can have a, a very solid game against Detroit. Uh, in terms of when Chicago is at home, what, what teams have done to them, um, Brock Osweiler, let's see. No, that, whoops, I think I'm, I didn't put the verses on that one. Um, let's make sure we get our splits right on here. All right, so when Chicago is at home, uh, they gave up uh, 97 scrimmage yards to James White. Uh, 
Tom Brady has thrown the most against them, 283 yards. Russell Wilson two, threw for 243. Uh, Sam Darnold, kind of, you know, 174. Um, oh, sorry, 153 passing yards. Rushing yards, the most rush yards they have given up at home this year, 40 to James White. Receiving yards, though, uh, they gave up 112 to Deshaun Jackson, 100 to Josh Gordon. So this is a team that can be beat through the air. So definitely Marvin Jones, I think, could have a good game. This could be an opening for Kenny Galladay if they can get enough protection for Matthew Stafford. So those are kind of what I'm looking at. on Johnson, I think, because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think if they keep using him in that sort of uh, in that sort of uh, bell cow type role, he should still be startable in this one as well. All right, moving on to let's pull up the next game. Uh, New Orleans at Cincinnati. So, four teams win uh, are being at home against New Orleans. Um, Matt Ryan uh, threw for 374 yards. Kirk Cousins threw for 359. Flacco threw for 279. Eli Manning threw for 255. So, um, away, New Orleans can very much be beat through the air. In terms of uh, receiving yards, I mean, oh my word, you've got five guys that have put up at least hundred, like 120 yards. You know, Stephon Diggs, one night, I mean, against New Orleans, Adam Thielen had 157, Stephon Diggs had 119, and then you've got uh, John Brown went for 134, Calvin Ridley went for 146, um, Julio Jones went for 96. They give up a ton of passing yards. So, um, with AJ Green out, this could be a huge game for Tyler Boyd. Um, I can't even think who else they have um, in terms of their wide receivers there. But uh, in terms of the rush yards, the most they've given up, even away, 44 yards to Saquon Barkley, 56 to Latavius Murray. So, the run defense has played pretty well. So, but Joe Mixon can catch the ball in the backfield. So, I think this could be an overall pretty good game for Joe Mixon as well. It could be high scoring. Um, the fact that it's at home bodes well for for Andy Dalton. He's streamable, but I'm I'm not really a big fan of it. So, um, in terms of going up against going up against Cincinnati, make sure we got this right. Um, in Cincinnati, uh, Mike Evans went for 179 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Antonio Brown's gone for 105 yards. Uh, Smith Schuster went for 111. So they're definitely you can definitely pass on Cincinnati, but with it being New Orleans, start your studs. I mean, they're going to be all over the place anyways. They're going to be able to throw on on the Cincinnati defense. Joe Flacco threw for 384. Ben Roethlisberger 366. Um, so yeah, so this is definitely a game where I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, honestly, about uh, about the 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 Saints, they are going to put up a lot of points in this game. So, uh, moving on to the next game, we've got Atlanta at Cleveland. So Atlanta, okay. So back uh, back to stat route. Like I said, I'm going through stat route for all this. Uh, playing at Playing at home against Atlanta, what teams have done. So Atlanta, when they're visiting, 
gave up 100, let's see, rush yards, 110 yards to James Conner. They also gave up 75 receiving yards to James Conner. Uh, Maurice Harris, who was filling in for Chris Thompson in, in Washington, went for 124 receiving yards. Antonio Brown, 101 receiving yards. Other than that, uh, God, they've got, and there's, they've had a couple games they've given up like 62 to Vernon Davis. So Atlanta's pass defense hasn't been great. It's been okay, especially considering that they've lost both safeties for the year to torn ACLs. Um, but, you know, I think with it being against Cleveland, Cleveland's defense has kind of been all over the place. So you're going to be able to throw on them. Uh, I think that Cleveland, really Cleveland is going to give up a lot of, a lot of stuff. So, uh, in terms of their, in terms of Cleveland's offense, no tight ends really have done much. So this may be a tough game for Njoku. Um, Best passing option uh, out of the backfield, obviously, is going to be to uh, to Duke Johnson. I think he could be in for a decent game with the new offensive coordinator being the running backs, being the former running backs coach. I think that Nick Chubb and and Duke Johnson kind of kind of be the centerpiece of this game for for uh, for Cleveland with Jarvis Landry also getting involved in the pass game. That's really that's really it. I think that Atlanta's defense could be off enough that that Mayfield may be able to pass on them I just don't see a whole lot of it so okay in terms of what Cleveland gives up so what Cleveland has given up at home um Melvin Gordon walked all over them for 132 rush yards James Conner 135 rush yards Kareem Hunt 91 rush yards so they they give up a lot in the rush game. Uh, so look for Tevin Coleman and and for Ito Smith. Both of them could have a really big game in this one. Uh, Ito Smith could be a really good streaming option if you don't have him right now. I have I've got to play him. I'm you know my top two running backs are, or my top two wide receivers uh, are out this week uh, in one league uh, on by Thielen and Hopkins. So. My two flexes that are usually wide receivers are going to end up being a couple of running backs this week. So, um, in terms of what they give up in the past game, Tyrell Williams, 120 yards. Travis Kelsey had 100 yards that they gave up. So, Hooper could be in for a big game. Uh, honestly, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones are going to be in for a big game. They, they may stick with the run as much as possible, but I really think that, you know, again, Tevin Coleman and Ido Smith could be in for huge games. Julio and Ridley. I'm liking them as well. Plus, with what uh, with what Cleveland's given up to tight ends, who, this this could be a real slaughter again because of the the weapons that Atlanta has on offense. So, oh moving to uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Um, Jacksonville is, has had it a little bit rough. Uh, they they gave up 326 yards to Patrick Mahomes. Their defense has not been what everyone was expecting it to be. It's just it's been tough on them. Uh, they've given up what three different hundred yard rushers: uh, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Lamar Miller. Uh, Kareem Hunt went for 87 rushing yards. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw for 313 against them. Carson Wentz 286. Tom Brady only two for 384 through for two 
34. They played really well against Tom Brady. Uh, or played really well against Tom Brady. So, um, in terms of receiving yards that they've given up, Odell had 111. Cole Beasley had 101 yards against them. Um, let's see, Travis Kelsey had 100 receiving yards. Jordan Matthews had 93. Tyreek Hill, 61. James White had 73 receiving yards, so they can be had in the passing game. I am not, I'm not seeing Jacksonville's defense as a juggernaut that it was last year. So, uh, in terms of Indianapolis, um, their defense has been all over. The, they <laughs> they gave up a ton to Houston. Kuti uh, went for 100, you know, 100 plus. DeAndre Hopkins almost 170 yards. Uh, James White's caught for 77, Chris Thompson 92. So they'll give up yards to running backs out of the backfield. This could be big for TJ Yeldon. Um, the problem is they have Blake Bortles as their quarterback. So who knows what, which Blake Bortles will actually show up. I think that D.D. Westbrook would be my favorite option in terms of the passing game from, uh, from Jacksonville. But I'm not, I would start Bortles. Really, it's it's Yeldon. We'll see what Fournette can do, and uh, and then uh, and then D.D. Westbrook are really the only guys I'm looking to play from uh, Jacksonville in this one. As far as Indianapolis, I like both tight ends, Ebron and Doyle. I think are both going to be productive. Uh, you start. Go ahead and you know feel feel good about starting Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton again with the the yards that that have been given up by um, by Jacksonville. T.Y. Hilton could be in for a big game as well. So. Uh, the next game, Arizona at KC. Start all your KC guys. Don't even worry about that. So if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, uh, it means more for Tyreek Hill. Uh, Hunt's going to go off. Mahomes is going to go off. Travis Kelsey most likely is going to go off. Um, you know, they've given up so many yards all over the place. Uh, Hunt could be in for a very big game. Latavius Murray had 155 rushing yards against him. Adrian Peterson, 96. Philip Lindsay, 90. Uh, Mike Davis, 101. So this is just a bad Arizona defense. I'm not seeing them getting much going in terms of defensively. They're going to, they're just, it's going to be a slaughter in Kansas City of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so real quick, let's actually see what um, their defense is, what the, car, what the, uh, Chiefs defense is done. They give up yards all over the place. Philip Lindsay had Philip Philip Lindsay had 164 rushing yards against them. Oh, because he's played in two games. That's why he's already played them twice. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's played. Yeah. So Philip Lindsay's already played two games against them. So he's got 164 rushing yards. Miss that. Um. You know, Duke Johnson just had eight catches for 78 yards against them, so they'll give up things. Uh, they'll give up some in the backfield. So uh, David Johnson could be in for a decent receiving game in this one. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon had 102 receiving yards against them. Uh, Keenan Allen, 108. Jesse James had 138 against them. So really, Casey's defense is very vulnerable. So if Rosen can get anything going, it's going to be Fitzgerald possibly Christian Kirk could get something going. Um, I think he's a, he's a, an edge of flex play, to be honest. Uh, David Johnson, you're going to start him. 
and really, it really, DJ and Fitz are the only two guys I really feel comfortable in this game being able to get much going against Kansas City's defense. But I think that that's uh, that's still uh, you know that still provides you a couple options there. As far as KC goes, like I said, they're going to just it's going to be a slaughter. So pretty much any of them are going to go off. All right, moving on. Buffalo against New Jersey. The only things that you want to start in this game are going to be the defenses. Um, I don't. I mean, there's not really much to like in terms of the offenses for either one of these teams. Quincy Nuno has been back and forth. Hasn't done a whole lot. Um, and the Buffalo offense can't get anything going, especially if Nathan Peterman is still starting. So, as far as New Jersey, go, uh, the New York Jets go. Uh, they're down to Josh McCown, who could put up a little bit. But again, Buffalo's been stingy to everyone, including Tom Brady. So um, not a whole lot to like. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could look at uh, Isaiah Crowell having an okay game in this one against the Buffalo defense. Um, in terms of Buffalo, they've uh, rushed yards. They gave up 126 to Marlon Mack. Um, only 47 to Jordan Howard, 65 to Aaron Jones. So they haven't given up a lot of rush yards either. Only two guys have actually gotten 100 uh, receiving yards, and that was Adam Thielen on 19 targets and uh, and Julian Edelman on 104 targets. So, again, not a whole lot to like in this one, fantasy-wise, other than the defenses. Next game, uh, Washington at Tampa Bay. I like Fitzpatrick in this one. Um, I think that he could have a good game. Washington just gave up a ton, a ton, a ton to the um, Falcons offense this last week, and that was in Washington. I was I was expecting Washington to to put up a a, a, a lot more of a fight, and my rankings showed that, and my rankings got absolutely obliterated because partially because of that game. Um, so. Washington has had a good defense. I just don't know if they travel well here. Fitzpatrick, I think, can be back to playing very, very well in this one. Uh, look for Fitzpatrick to throw for 300-plus, uh, honestly, and at least two or three touchdowns. They don't have a running game, so really it's going to have to go through the air. Um, I mean, you look at Drew Brees is thrown for three, 363. Cam Newton threw for 275. Dak Prescott, of all people, threw for 271 and two touchdowns against the Washington defense. So uh, moving on to uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Uh, Drew Brees threw for 400 plus. Uh, Mitch Trubisky threw for 354. Matt Ryan threw for 354. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 353. Now, I know that Alex Smith isn't any of those guys at all. But Alex Smith could put a 300 in this game if he's got the weapons that are healthy. Um, we know that Paul Richardson is already on IR. Um, you know, it could be a whole lot to, to, you know, Vernon Davis could have a decent game this game. He could be a streaming option in this one because of how bad Tampa Bay's defense is. Um, but I think that uh, definitely you're going to start AP. Um, Alex Smith is a streaming option in deeper leagues only. And, uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, those are only people I know for sure that are healthy and going to play this week. So, uh, and as far as Tampa Bay goes, you're going to start, you're going to start Mike Evans. You're going to start, most likely start Deshaun Jackson. And Adam Humphreys, I would go ahead and start him this week, honestly. He has been targeted like crazy. He has 27 targets. He's averaging nine targets over the last three games. So he is definitely a guy that I like in this one. 
All right. I know that this is a, this may seem like a slog. We've only got a few more games going and then we will, we will be done. So uh, moving on the next game, new England at Tennessee, Tennessee's defense has played pretty decent this year. Uh, they have not been, they've not been terrible. Let me actually pull up, pull up the actual stats. We got it right here. Um, their offense is 30th, but their defense is eighth. So they could put up at home a little bit of a fight against the New England Patriots. Um, their offense has been so bad, I don't know how much they actually get going. I think that um, New England's had trouble with quick, um, quick running backs out of the backfield. Uh, Tariq Cohen did pretty well against them. It was it Tariq Cohen finished with uh, only 14 rush yards with 69 receiving yards and a touchdown. So I think that that's definitely, you know, definitely a possibility there. Uh, Kareem Hunt finished with 80 rush yards and 105 receiving yards against New England. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that, that Deion Lewis is, is definitely a play for this game against New England. Um, Corey Davis may be, it may be a play. It's, it all depends on how much protection they can give Marcus Mariota. As far as the Patriots go, I really love playing their defense. I've got their defense for this one. Uh, I think the Titans offense has been bad enough that the, the Patriots defense could be pretty, pretty good in this game. They haven't been great overall, but they've had, they have some good matchups. And I think this is one of them that could uh, be a good streaming defense for you. You're going to start Tom Brady. You're going to start Josh Gordon. You're going to start, I think if Sonny Michelle plays, you start him. Um, Julian Edelman is a start. So those kind of guys, uh, Cordero Patterson, now that Sonny Michelle is back, you leave him on, you, you just kind of leave him in the background. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, he is going to be controversial right now simply because he hasn't been healthy. Um, and I want to say, what is it? I saw some sort of stat. I want to say it was actually from, Make sure I give proper credit where credit is due. I think it was Brad Evans of Yahoo um, who said that since week one, uh, Rob Gronkowski is like tight end 19. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I don't uh, – let's look at, you know, how Tennessee has done against tight ends. Um, receiving yard, good grief. They've given up a ton of receiving yards, mostly to – looks like it's all to – oh, they gave up 112 to Zekers. Um other than that, all they're giving up receiving yards to is is wide receivers like crazy. So, um, yeah, Tyra Williams one eighteen, Zach Ertz one twelve, DeAndre Hopkins one ten, Alshon Jeffrey one eleven, Will Fuller one thirteen, Kenny Stills one hundred six. So this could be this could be a really really big game for Tom Brady as well. So, fire up those wide receivers, Tom Brady and Sonny Michelle in the background. All right, next game. We have the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders are horrible. So I'm not starting anyone from the Raiders. I'm not starting the Raiders' defense. I think that Jalen Richard or Richard, whatever, could be an okay pick in PPR simply because they'll have to pass the ball. And David Carr loves throwing to the safe route uh, out of the backfield. So Richard could be an okay flex play this week. As far as anyone else goes, I really like Melvin Gordon to have a good game. Keenan Allen could be okay. Uh, 
honestly, it's hard to tell with the passing game right now for the Chargers, especially against Oakland, because it could be two or three touchdowns and the game is over. Um, and they kind of, you know, just run the ball. So I like Austin Eckler in this game to pick up a whole bunch of garbage time. So because, again, because Oakland's so bad, Austin Eckler could have an absolute just huge game, catch the ball out of the backfield and running the ball in the second half of this game if it gets out of hand hurt, gets out of hand early. Like I said, I'm a little cautious on, on the wide receivers. I'm starting Keenan Allen because I have to in one league, but he has been getting a lot more of the target share the last few games. So I definitely think that he could be in, he could be in for a big game. Just don't be surprised if the wide receivers don't do as much because they've just kind of mowed over them in a hurry and then everyone pulls out. So they pull it, you know, all the starters out. So like I said, not a whole lot to talk about in that one. Uh, Miami at Green Bay. I like Green Bay's defense against Miami. Kenyon Drake could be okay in this game. I'm not, ugh. you know, I don't like Kenyon Drake, to be completely honest. I liked him in the beginning of the year. He was putting up good numbers at the end of the year, moving into this year. He has been so back and forth that it's just, it's been hard. It's been hard to swallow, to be completely honest. So I'm glad that I ended up not having any shares of him on any of my teams. Um, I mean, if you look at the offense for Miami, 28th in yards, 26th in defense. Um, they're 26th in passing, 21st in rushing. I mean, Frank Gore, I like Frank Gore in this game more than I like Kenny Drake. I really like the Green Bay Packers defense because Brock Osweiler, again, is still a quarterback. Um, so really, there's I don't see a whole lot of starting options from Miami. You could say that the passing game could do okay against the Packers simply because... Um, the, you know, losing ha-ha Clinton Dix. However, their defense is still 16th. Um, so you may, I mean, if you're desperate, you could go with uh, Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills. I'm just, I'm staying away from Miami right now, completely. I'm staying away from Miami. Uh, in terms of the Packers, you know, obviously Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers is a start. As far as their running backs go, I don't trust any of their running backs. Aaron Jones has had problems with fumbling. And Jamal Williams can't seem to consistently get anything going. So really the only ones I'm trusting this game, Devontae Adams, and right now, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Because Jordan Allison's out, and Scantling's basically past Randall Cobb on the depth chart. So... Those are those are those are the way. That's kind of the way I'm looking for that Dolphins Packers game. Uh, moving on, Seattle at the Ram or yeah, Seattle at the Rams. And being a Seattle Seahawks fan, I don't really like how this one's going to turn out in terms of the end game. Um, Seattle was really able to mow over the the Rams off or the Rams defensive line. Yeah, Russell Wilson got sacked four or five times, but in terms of the run game, they were really able to run the ball well against against the Rams. Look, I'm looking for them to do that again. So if Chris Carson is healthy, I think that he is a top 15 back this week. Um, if not, I think that Mike Davis is a top 20 back this week. Um, Doug Baldwin's getting more involved. 
Tyler Lockett, I'm glad I traded him away when I did just before Baldwin really got involved. So uh, Lockett could get loose for a couple of deep, uh, couple, uh, a deep touchdown, maybe a couple, simply because the Rams' defense has been so bad this year, giving up massive amounts of chunk yardage um, that I'm, I feel good about playing Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett this game. I would even feel good about, you know, especially in deeper leagues, playing David Moore because he has been getting targeted, especially in the red zone. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think, could have a pretty big game this one as well. He's also going to get sacked a bunch, but uh, I think this could be you know big yardage and two or, you know at least two or three touchdowns for him. As far as the Rams go, you're starting Goff, you're starting Gurley. Uh, you know the Seahawks, <coughs> Seahawks have had a little trouble. They've been pretty good against the run about middle of the road. Part of that's because Gurley ran all over them, and I think he's going to do that again this week. So. Uh, you start Gurley, you start, you, really, you start the entire offense for, for the Rams, no matter what. No matter who the, uh, no, no matter who they're going up against, you start the entire Rams offense. So, um, so that's really all you have to say about that one. Uh, moving on, finally, last game we're going to cover tonight, Dallas at Philadelphia. Dallas, uh, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, you're going to start. This is going to be. This could be a tough defensive game because it's a it's a it's a divisional game. Um, I still don't trust. I still don't trust Dak Prescott. So really, the only person on on the Cowboys that I really like at all is Ezekiel Elliott, and even he's getting you know stacked up in the box so much because no one thinks that Dak Prescott can throw on him. Um, Amari Cooper, is, I think, is a flex play. They're trying to get him involved as much as possible. Uh, already, he's finished with a touchdown. So, And in Philadelphia, you're going to start Carson Wentz. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I think, is definitely a start. Zach Ertz is a top three tight end. You're starting in period. As far as the new acquisition goes, Golden Tate in Philadelphia, I think, could be... He could be good towards the end of the season. I think right now with him just getting involved, I am ca- I would be cautious on starting him. That's me personally. I would maybe play him as a flex. I wouldn't start him as one of my top two or three wide receivers. I think he could be a flex play. That be- Because he's had the full bye week and then this week to get ready for this game. So he's had time to get involved into the offense. That being said, I think he is he he will be a better play later on down the road. So um, it'll be interesting for me to see how Golden Tate and Zach Ertz play off of each other, considering most of their routes are in the same area. They both play those kind of mid routes over the middle. So it could be possible that it goes back and forth on which one of those two is productive. To be completely honest, but for right now. Uh, you know, I would be cautiously optimistic about Tate having a good game. So, all right. So that is it. That is all we've got going for you tonight. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, and like I said, for, for having stat route up, uh, like there, there's so many things that you can look at with their statistics. Um, I'm glad that I was able to have those up for you guys tonight and kind of take a look at what, uh, what I was looking at. So, Thank you again for listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud, and I will, uh, I will, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I hope you guys all have uh, great matchups, and we'll see you guys next time. 
Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. devotion isn't a once a year occasion and once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared you'll still want them to know how much you care dare to give a gift that lasts this valentine's day with our incredible selection of jewelry from delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds jared has hundreds of pieces under 299 dollars and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.